Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's BMAS and Beamer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bells. Doesn't it feel like the most wonderful time of the year? It sure does, Brian. Ten (laughs) days till Christmas. Beautiful time of year. You know, like yesterday, just a a happy mood today. And that continues on this uh, beautiful Wednesday morning. Ten days till Christmas. Uh, yeah, that, that, pretty close. Yeah. All right. Um, 10 Getting days there. till Christmas. You are with BMAS and Beamer here on WBEM. Where does that rank for you, uh, Christmas songs? That one? Yeah. That's a good kickoff to the holidays. That's a good October, early November song. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> if you were a normal person when you listen to Christmas music, where does it rank? I say it's a top 10 song. I'd say it's probably number yeah. 10 because it's, it's a good, like, feel good. The, the holiday season is here. I'm sure for most people it's an early December song. It's, it's uh, you know. It's hey, in the rotation. It's one of the classics. Yeah, but I'd say it's early rotation. Like, now you're getting close to the Christmas night song. You are the only person who has multiple rotations for the holiday season. I don't Usually think so. it's just one playlist. I, I, I think if we brought Robin here. You've got, like, five playlists. I, you you I, go I, along the week. I bet if we, leave, if we brought Robin here, Star does it, too. There's other songs they don't introduce until right before Christmas. Every time they light an Advent candle, Joe's got a new playlist ready to go. That's right. You have to retire some <laughs> songs because you've been playing them for a month and now closer to Christmas songs. I love it. Um, well, welcome in. <laughs> Mass and Beamer here on WBEN, uh, where it, there's a lot of things going on in the news, Joe. Uh, I had to, I had to start with one, uh, just because, you know, I am. Uh, sometimes you can't help yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually pretty good online. I don't comment on anything. I don't. I don't really post a lot anymore because online. It, I mean, Twitter, social media, it's just turned into the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Stuff like I tweet. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The you know it's the worst pl- time to be on uh, Facebook, Twitter, anything like oh, that. Oh, it's never a good time to be on Twitter. Yeah, that's it, always. You can play that um, 365 days a year. <laughs> Sometimes I can't help myself though, and I, I had to uh, this morning. Uh, it was uh, Channel Two who was uh, tweeting out basically a story done by the Investigative Post, which uh, you know, we talked a lot about the stadium, Joe. Here on WBEN, uh, but the investigative post has out. I I can't believe this is the story that's coming out this week on the stadium. <laughs> because what they have done is put out a story that has been done a hundred times before yep. 
in a million different markets for the past 10 years. Little economic benefit from New Stadium is the title of the, uh, you know, investigative post story. Sports venues doing next to nothing to grow local economies, providing taxpayers a poor return on investment. And the story leads off with a new stadium for the Buffalo Bills would boost the Western New York economy as much as a new Target store. <laughs> Jeez. So I couldn't help myself, of course. You know, sometimes you're sitting in here and you're online. And, you know, I just said, well, you know, that that checks out to me. That checks out to me because you know what I do, Joe? What's that, right? I show up here every day. I'm wearing like a Target hat or a Target hoodie or Target jersey, my favorite Target team member um, on the back. I, you know, uh, on Mondays and Fridays, especially kind of going all in with that, everyone's saying, go Target. Go Target, And they yes. uh, hang up the phone <laughs> on you. Um, I go uh, shopping on, like, Friday, Saturday to get ready for the weekend when we have our Target parties where Sunday all my friends come over and we hang out and we look at the Target catalog and, uh, you know, clip coupons and circle things that we want for the week ahead, and that's what we do. It's how we spend our Sundays uh, during Target season, as and, I like to call it. Yeah, and sometimes you like to be right there in the action. You hang out at the Target Starbucks all day. I do some of my shopping locally on Hurdle Avenue to pick up Target merchandise at some of the local <laughs> vendors that they're uh, starting to put out there. I, I love that local Target merchandise. I, I mean, no, this is not to say that what's written in the article is factually inaccurate, but... It is the most basic, right? I mean, it is one of these things, okay, you are not going to, and to say you're not going to get your return on investment, it's not entirely true. Right. Right. It has to be, it's again, all how you look at it, a new stadium as opposed to continually having the team here and paying nothing to build a new stadium. Uh, you know, sure, there's no return on investment there. A new stadium to keep a team in Buffalo who would move without a new facility being built, which is really what we're talking about here. Right. Uh, yes, there is kind of a return on investment. Um, just the hard numbers from the state study. What was it? $27 million a year in taxes given back to the state. I believe that was the number over the course, you know, you expand that over the course of 30 years, you know, the lifespan of the stadium, it all kind of washes out. But that's just dealing with the hard numbers. I, the thing about this that I think gets a lot of fans riled up and why I was just compelled <laughs> to tweet about it is it leaves out, Joe, the, I mean, some of the most critical arguments being made. It leaves out the... You know, I get laughed at by uh, what Jill Schlesinger when she joins us. I love having her as a guest. But she laughs at me when I say, you know, there's a happiness factor yep. that has to be considered here. There is a uh, a culture factor that has to be considered here. And there is an economic benefit that will not, cannot really be measured by uh, what you would, you know, the tax dollars that a team gives back to the state, you know, player salary taxes or, or something like that. There's an economic benefit of, you know, all these little stores that are covered in red, white, and blue outside in their displays would not be doing that, might not even be there if it weren't for having this team in Buffalo. Uh, it, it, all the other things that kind of revolve around, as I meant, you know, I'm joking about the Target, obviously, if you didn't know. Uh, oh. But, you know, all the stuff that I prepare – I'm not buying, uh, you know, a big, huge pork shoulder to prepare on Sunday if there's no team to watch exactly. <laughs> on Sunday. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, uh, Dashes or, or Wegmans or Tops 
to uh, you know stock up and get ready for that. So I I just think it is a little bit of a I don't want to say lazy, but it is a tired take to just focus in on one particular aspect of the whole discussion if we're going to write about it, right? I think you need to look at the entire picture and, and you know, try to keep in mind that there are uh, non-measurable factors in here. I, we had Pat Kaler on, uh, Visit Buffalo Niagara a month and a half ago or so. You know, hey, Pat, how can you, you know, what does uh, Buffalo having the bills mean for you trying to market the area? You know, it's almost undefinable, right? I mean, it provides so much exposure. People know about Buffalo. It's free advertising for us. It's worth millions of dollars. Who knows? I mean, to do a story like this and to push out, you know, the bills are worth as much as a new Target store. And that's what, you know, Joe, everyone's been arguing. But the new Target, do you want it in Orchard Park or do you want it downtown? <laughs> I, that's all anybody's been talking about for the last uh, six that, months. That waterfront Target. I, I mean, for for real now. <laughs> We have to have the real conversation. If you're going to talk about it, at least bring in a little dose of reality. I mean, you could just look to last year, Brian. The Bills obviously making that run when, you know, everything was shut down. We really had nothing to do. Think of the small businesses that sold, you know, Buffalo-themed or Bills-themed stuff. I don't think it's a stretch to say that the Bills probably kept them in business, right? Selling that merchandise when they didn't have much foot traffic. People weren't going out and buying things. Uh, but when the Bills got in the playoffs, hey, people were going to those small those small stores and buying those Buffalo-themed things, buying the red, white, and blue Bills merchandise. Uh, right there shows the money that this team puts into small businesses, puts into the economy week after week after week. Ask Rory Allen over at Zoom Copy who was having a down year and then all of a sudden made some yard signs, That's said right. Alan Diggs 20, and uh, you know got into a whole new business because of it. Yeah. Uh, he's doing what he did and now a little bit more because he's making all these signs, and now you can find them in grocery stores all across uh, western New York. That's I, right. That's not going to be measured in any study. Uh, Target doesn't really do that for you. Um, no. Unless you're really against the target and you're selling signs that say "No new target here, please." That's a that's Sometimes a, that's that a short-lived income, though. If the if it's a protest type thing. Yeah. Well, I you know I just uh, sometimes I get a little fired up. It's a good point. I like to, I like to see it early in the morning uh, on Twitter making the good points. It's if if I'm tweeting ever, you know, it's just going to be something <laughs> egg me on, something <laughs> egg me on. It's either a cool soccer goal or something <laughs> just rubbed me the wrong way. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, all right, so that that was uh, one step one of the news. Uh, we go over to uh, Joe. What do you think about this? Uh, sticking with sports a little bit, we've been talking about throughout the morning a lot of disruption. NHL, uh, NFL had the most right of the past two seasons, including last season, which was the pandemic season. No fans, no anything, no vaccines. That's right. Uh, over the last two days, more players have tested positive. For COVID than have uh, in a two-day span over the last couple of years. Um, now I'm not going to have Odell Beckham Jr. for my playoff matchup this year in fantasy. It is uh, it is uh, kind of tough, right, uh, to uh, not have that going. But there is a growing sentiment, Joe. And I, I saw a couple of tweets about this. One was with the NHL. Uh, Greg Wyshynski, who was with ESPN, said that, you know, in speaking with a number of players, there is – more of a sentiment now than ever before with more positive cases that, you know, hang on a second. 
we're all vaccinated. I mean, it's almost 100% of NHL players have all gotten the vaccine, uh, except for Tyler Bertuzzi. And I know about Tyler Bertuzzi because uh, no one will let me forget that Tyler Bertuzzi is unvaccinated <laughs> if you follow any NHL media. Uh, but uh, he tweeted out, Greg Wyshynski, that something he's heard from multiple players is that you had us get vaccinated. Right. You test us more than other pro sports, so you're finding more positives. Let us play if we're asymptomatic. And then I saw the idea kind of floated from the NHL to the NFL and pro football talk uh, that, you know, what about if you're asymptomatic, there hasn't been, you know, any real case of on-field spread because you're outside or in a, you know, huge area with a lot of airflow. You're, you're playing and you're asymptomatic, by the way, so you're not, you know, coughing all over the lineman next to you or something. Why not let us play? Yeah especially if we've been vaccinated before. And I got to say, I'm not too surprised that we're seeing this sentiment grow alongside the Omicron variant. How about you? I'm actually surprised it took the Omicron variant to get to this point, Brian, because I've been saying this since, you know, the vaccines were out. I was saying this during baseball season. Why, if you're asymptomatic, if you're showing no symptoms, why can't you go ahead and play? If you needed a test to tell you you were sick, why do you have to go ahead and play? As you said, most athletes are vaccinated. And if they're not, they're athletes. You know, I mean, they're in great shape. They're not in each other's faces for 15 consecutive minutes. I don't understand why we can't get to the point. We, we are eventually going to get to that point, by the way. We will get to the point where people are playing COVID positive. That, that is going to happen. Um, I'm surprised it took this long, but I'm not surprised to finally hear throughout all sports people saying, well, I'm not sick. I'm vaccinated. Why can't I get out there and play? Or I'm, in, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm in shape. I'm not showing any symptoms. I'm playing with other people who are in awesome shape. I'm going to go out there and play. The, the only reason I know I'm sick is because you test me every day. The, uh, I think, big difference between positive athletes now as opposed to maybe last year or even in the offseason, Joe, I, in, this is pure anecdotal, and I'm not reading every single story of uh, an athlete who tests positive, but it seems to be there are a lot more athletes who are positive and asymptomatic or positive with very few symptoms yeah. who otherwise wouldn't have known if it weren't for the testing that they have to go through because of the league rules. And, and you know, I, I think that you know, built with this new variant that, according to reports so far, is easier to get and may uh, pre present fewer symptoms or yeah. no symptoms at all. Right. I, I mean, those are the reports that we keep getting and keep hearing, whether it's out of South Africa, now the U.K., and now around here in the U.S. more and more, I think this is kind of when you're going to see that become a little more popular. You know, at some point, if you're testing everybody every two days in the NHL and you're going to have a lot of people test positive and none of these people are sick, um, you know, someone's going to remember, hey, uh, you let us play with the flu all these years. You know, <laughs> yeah. That was either wildly irresponsible or... Uh, can we go back to that at some, or if I am sick and I test negative, you're still going to put me out there. So, you know, where, uh, where is the line here in terms of, am I allowed to play? And I, I wonder if Joe, it's the sports world turning that corner that would then maybe lead to everybody else yeah. 
turning that corner just a little bit. Yeah, I um, I think you're starting to see, even outside sports, uh, Brian, outside of New York State, um, states start to turn that corner. You know, Colorado, everyone thinks this is a red versus blue thing, right? We've, we've made this political red versus blue. Colorado, a Democrat governor, has ended the emergency in Colorado. So you go with that, you go with what's going on in sports, and you go with the good news, which seems like no one wants to actually harp on the good news with Omicron that it seems so far to be mild. It seems like everyone wants to look past those reports that report after report shows this is a mild uh, form of COVID. I, I don't understand why no one wants to harp on that great news, but I think those three factors together, uh, Brian, we are going to start turning that corner. Maybe not here in New York State, uh, but I think you're going to see more and more people saying, why can't I play? Why can't I do this? I'm not sick. I feel fine. And you're going to get to the point where employers are saying, why am I paying this person when they're not sick? eventually these questions are going to get asked and i think omicron is really going to start bringing that on it is funny i asked earlier this morning uh you know hey good news and bad news with this you know uh, the bad news it spreads a little more rapidly but the good news is people don't uh, seem to be as sick with this as opposed to uh, the COVID that we've seen for the past year and a half and you know i i was met with the response well i don't I don't know where the good news is. Sure, people are getting <laughs> less sick. I'm like, well, there. That's, that's the, the good, good news. news. <laughs> yes, you don't want people to get as sick, right? Um, that's the good news in total. And sticking on COVID, we heard from the county executive yesterday, Joe, um, it, and he was crediting the mask mandate and putting that in place for a decrease in COVID cases uh, over the last. Let's see if I'm uh, looking at my graph. I'm looking at hospitalizations now, but. Uh, over the last few days, hospitalizations and uh, cases, maybe over the last uh, uh, five days or so. And, you know, I do want to say I would have predicted this with or without the mask mandate to happening. Why? Because, well, our, our rise in cases and hospitalizations was uh, is eerily similar to what happened last year, where we reached a peak at about uh, halfway through December. December uh, 10th, 13th, 14th, 15th, we're up at a peak, and then cases dropped. They dipped a little bit until around Christmas. And then hospitalizations went up until about uh, a week or so after New Year's, and then they dropped, 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 dropped. And what happens here? Uh, we reached a peak around uh, uh, December 11th or so, and now cases are start to dropping. Joe, I will say, if I have to predict, mask or no mask, Something tells me that around Christmas, we'll uh, start to see these numbers go up again. Well, just, did you get into Doc, Doc Brown's DeLorean to get those I stats? Know, I don't know. No, I'm just looking at the uh, stats provided by New York State. Yeah, I mean, it, that, you know, you're going to see that, and that combined with New Year's Eve, uh, you're going to see a spike, you know, two weeks after Christmas. That's, that's, that's the given. And like you said, Brian, that's with... A mask mandate, no mask mandate, a vax mandate, that, th that's going to happen. People are back to living their lives. I'm, uh, I'm just saying, it, it's, the graph has looked a lot like it did last year so far. I, you know, that's with vaccines, by the way. Let's uh, not be surprised if it kind of looks the same. We're on the downward trend now, but uh, there was that little bump in that spike uh, last year. Uh, Joe, I, I want to talk with you a little bit about something I noticed that I stopped doing. Uh-oh. I think it's out of laziness. It's really just out of uh, maybe, you know what, you can call me a conservationist. Um, You're such a good human. <laughs> I don't separate my whites from my darks anymore when I do the laundry. Yeah, I've never done that. 
That doesn't surprise me at all. But I used to uh, do it all the, you know, whites from the darks. I would even separate, you know, there would be clothes that I would do on a different setting in the washer and dryer because I look at, you know, some T-shirts are more prone to shrinking and then they get all deformed and they never fit the same way ever again. I would do that. I have now just totally thrown all that out the window. Whites going with darks. Uh, kid clothes go in with our clothes. Uh, it's just, it's too much. To, towels yep. may be separate sometimes, but yeah. eh, just toss them in with everything else nowadays. Welcome to the good life. I, I've i completely went back on this. I want to know if I'm alone or if uh, people are still following best practices. Now, when you do everything combined, do you do that as a cold water wash? I think all my washes are cold water washes. There it is. Yeah. Well, if all your washes are cold water, why were you ever separating them to begin with? Does that make a difference? I thought it did. I'm I thought warm warm and hot washes are what got those dyes to kind of mix up. I thought if it was a cold wash, that's the that's the way to do everything together. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm starting to wonder, Joe, if uh, even though I've been the one to do the laundry in our household for uh, basically the longest time, ever since we uh, moved in together, if I'm actually laundry illiterate. I, am I crazy? I don't separate them anymore. Same one out there, 803 if you want to weigh in on uh, BMAS and Beamer on WBEM. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEM, where Joe's raising the roof. That's right. Didn't know they did that. I just spilled some water on the floor in the studio. Joe, raising the roof, that's about as old as the uh, grain silo that lost its. (laughs) 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 Old circa 1897. Uh, but no, welcome back here, Beamaz and Beamer, where I came clean literally uh, before the break. I don't see a lot happens, I feel like, that you don't really realize that just slowly changes. And then, you know, one day you kind of take a step back and be like, oh, I, I guess I have the new way of doing this now. And ever since I had a kid, 
I just, I mean, laundry is so hard to keep up with. Adding in somebody else's laundry to the mix. And my laundry. And I think the shift that we work here adds, like, I have so much laundry to begin with. I have, you know, what I show up to work in every day. Right. And then I usually have, like, some gym clothes. And then there's still, like, the last part of the day. So I have, like, a whole another bunch of clothes that I wear. I generally am not putting on the same thing. Right. Three outfits a day. Which is crazy. Yeah. And I'm putting all of that in the laundry, my wife's clothes in the laundry, and now my son's clothes in the laundry. It's just a lot to keep up with. And I used to be very good. I mean, we used to separate whites and darks mm. and different things. I never do it anymore. No. And I, I don't think I've done it for like the last year. Yeah. And I'm just now yesterday noticing, hey, I haven't separated my whites and darks in forever. And you know what? I don't really notice any of a difference. No, no. You never should have been separate. All that time wasted for the last few years on separating your clothes. I started doing my own laundry when I was in college. And I would just throw everything into the washing machine, put it on a cold cycle, throw some soap in there, done. And I've been doing the same thing since uh, freshman year of college. I See, I always used to go by, you have to separate everything. Right? I think that's only if you're using different temperature water. That was my understanding of it. I had no idea. I just knew you separate the whites and darks. That was like the basic rule of laundry. You clean out the lint trap. Yeah. Which, by the way, is there anything worse when you live in an apartment complex and you have people that don't do that and then you have to take out, you know, four dryer cycles of uh, lint? No, that's I mean, disgusting. I had, I had that issue at a former apartment complex. Thankfully, I have my own washer and dryer now. But there you go. let me tell you, that is annoying because then, you know, the more lint that's on there, the more that's going to come up and get in your face and get you all congested while you're taking it out. Yeah. I, I always notice that when I throw out and empty the lint trap, I'm like, half of this is just, pff, just went in the air anyway. It's yeah. probably going right back in the dryer. <laughs> it's not a great thing. But I, I haven't done it in forever. I haven't really noticed the difference. Now, I will make an exception, like if I have uh, like a pair of jeans that I'm washing for the first time or like a, a you know, a dyed. You, you can tell some things that you buy. You're like, these colors may run, yes. right? Um, I will try to hold that off. I mean, generally, I just don't wash it at all. Um, but <laughs> if I do, I'll try and wash it separately. Aside from that, I've been pretty good. Yeah. And I, I haven't had any uh, any oopsies just yet, which I'm sure I would hear about if I ruined any of my wife's clothes. Yeah, you gotta you gotta separate the new things. So, uh, like I said, I always just throw things, you know, in the washer together. And now I hope my wife's not listening. Hopefully, she's working. And um, so for you know for our wedding, we got these nice white towels, right? And the first time I washed them, I was really oh, so good. they're new, new. Yeah, this is like a very new story this is like something that happened two weeks ago story and um so i have these we have these 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 beautiful white towels and you know she said do not wash these with anything else yeah okay okay of course so you know of course i wash i wash one with some with other things um thinking well i've been doing this forever i'll just wash it on cold and it'll be fine i don't know if it was in the washer or in the dryer but um it was not fine and now that towel's in the trunk of my car because I don't want her to see that I ruined one of the brand new towels. <laughs> so, I mean, how ruined is it? Oh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks like Lucas's uh, sweatshirt over here. 
He's wearing a nice tie-dye Bills uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is dyed and everything. And, uh, you know, obviously I'll buy a replacement. But, um, Wait, yeah. I don't think you need to. But here's oh, the... I, I think I think, I really? think I will. <laughs> now that I told the story on the air. It's that bad? Well, they're brand new. I mean, it didn't even make it through a wash without me screwing it up. I think there's a lesson here. Just no white towels. Maybe. Maybe. Or, oh. or don't give Joe the white towels. You can use Maybe. the white. You know, I'll I'll just use the old. We have brown towels. and black towels. See, so just, that's never a problem. Yeah, I mean, we we are done doing that. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. If you want to uh, wait, uh, how are we doing it right or wrong? If you want to uh, give us a call, I <laughs> I just wouldn't ever. If I you know accidentally dyed one of my towels. I would just roll it up and put it right back with all the other towels and say, "Listen, I mean, who's? I'm I'm using it to dry myself off after right. the uh, bath. I, who cares? This this won't be the towel that's on display when people come over, right? Some people that's what they worry about, right? So if if you only have one, you, put, bathroom, you have a display towel for when people come over. I mean, I'm not going to put the dyed towel out. I'll put a nice white towel out. But where? Where? Like if if people are. Over, right? And they have to use the bathroom. You get a little sweaty at dinner and you... Well, no, but <laughs> you need to use if you go shower. use the toilet... <laughs> Sorry, if you go use the toilet and you walk into someone's bathroom, you see their towels. I don't want... I wouldn't want them to see the crappy dyed towels. So I'd probably, I'd probably what do you put, think when you go into my bathroom? I've ne- I'm not the kind of person that notices that crap. But there are people, <laughs> like my father, who notice that crap, and they go into someone's bathroom, and then you get in the car after, and you go, oh my gosh, did you see the, 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 no, I didn't. I washed my hands and got the hell out of there. But I know there's people that do, and I don't want people thinking that, you know, I'm a you-know-what, so of course I'll just put the nicer towels out when people are over. I do love it, the idea of like hiding something like that. From your wife yeah. all the time. And now I just said it on the radio, and I, I know she's going to yeah, I've done something, too. This is like a 10-year-old uh, story. So when uh, my wife and I were we were living, uh, we were in college, and we were living in an apartment out in the Rochester area. And she was back here for working over the summer. I was staying back because I was working over in the radio in Rochester. And so, you know, what happens? Normally, I eventually just stopped using plates Period. Nice. Uh, but eventually, uh, what happened before, right, was I used a plate and I would, you know, you just put it in the sink and, you know, eventually I'll clean it. But you, you never really do, right? No. I'm just a guy living by myself. I, right. You know, what am I cleaning plates for? I'm not trying it's to impress dream. anybody. I yeah. Like hardly anybody is uh, coming out <laughs> to this apartment ever. They're not going to notice. And so when it was time for my wife to come back and she was, you know, uh, coming back in, <laughs> I'm like, all right, now I guess I got to clean these plates. And there was this grease stain on the plate. I could not get this grease stain off, Joe. I mean, I tried every. I soaked it. I was scrubbing it. I This plate was totally ruined. And there was like a plate, a bowl, and something else. Everything they were all just... stuck together. They were all ruined. So I just tossed it. And there was a dumpster right outside. Just like, all right, took it outside. Boom. Chucked it out. I think she said once, um, like, ah, you know, we, we don't have enough plates. I thought we had more plates last year. <laughs> And I just <laughs> pretend that I didn't hear her. And, and that's, but I think we all have hidden something like that. Yeah. And just uh, once in a while. Uh, let's go to Tom in Buffalo. Tom, you're on WBEN. What's going on? Hey, guys. You're just starting out. I'm up to seven people in our household, so multiply Ugh. three sets of clothes times seven. How often do you have to do laundry? Laundry is done every day in our house. <sighs> I don't mind doing laundry, Tom, but it's the folding 
that is just our uh, issue is I look at time. I'm time management issues uh, between everybody having to do work and schooling and everything else. Now you got to sit around and swap everything. I got to the point we went and got a second set of washer and dryers. So I'm like living in an apartment complex almost. Wow. Even though I own a home. <laughs> you have two dryers, two washers. That cuts the time in half. So instead of spending three hours worth of wash, uh, it ends up being about an hour and a half, two hours. We can get a day's worth done. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, I have one of those wives that still read the labels and does everything separate separates the colors now i sneak downstairs and i just like you i just take the whole bundle and okay it's filled to the top wash it dry it and get rid of it and it's done that's right that's humble now do you uh, divvy it up uh you wash somebody else folds well i i got out of that i used to but i learned a long time ago if you don't want to do something do it wrong <laughs> that is great advice, Tom. My wife won't let me touch any of the towels, any of the shirts, anything that's got to get folded. I'm not allowed near, uh, so she doesn't have to deal with wrinkle spray or steamer the day, the next day when she's got to wear the shirt or that. Tom, I love it. I'm I love it. Out of things. You're giving me a great idea here. Thanks for the call. I so now I do the folding too most of the time. I leave some things, you know, like a shawl or, you know, all the weird women clothes that, you know, you have that do, they don't look like. All my clothes look the same. You know, it's a shirt. It's a box with arms. Right. Or it's pants yeah. or shorts. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. Easy you to know, fold. I, women's clothes, they got, you know, the draping things. There's, you know, over there's all this stuff. I don't know how to <laughs> fold. So that stuff, you're on your own. But her shirts, I always used to fold it the same way I fold my shirts, like the normal way. Yeah. She, she likes them folded a different way. And so I started doing that, and I, I, I will fold her shirts in a different way than I fold mine. But now, thanks to Tom, I'm not doing that anymore, and I'm going to pretend that I was knocked on the head and forgot entirely uh, that she <laughs> prefers her shirts a different way. It, it's a great way. See, you fold your clothes, and this is probably where I still need to grow up a little bit. I, uh, I'll do laundry, and the clothes that I wash will go back into the dirty clothes bin that I took them out of. And then for five days, I'll be taking like the outfit I have on now out of the dirty clothes bin, and my dirty clothes are on the floor of my closet. <laughs> I, that's not actually crazy, um, as it sounds. I think eventually you'll reach a point where there's too much laundry for that to happen. Right. Yes. You have to fold clothes. Yeah. Because I used to do the exact same thing, but as soon, all right, now you got another body in the house. You got you know, all this stuff that you have to deal with. You have to fold it. There's no getting around it. On our text board, 803-0930, uh, somebody said, do a load of white towels, add bleach and detergent. The towel will be white again. Did that's you try that? That is what I'm doing when I, I thought, get home. I thought that was what bleach is for. You white things out. Now, you used to, like, bleach your jeans or your shirt to make it look cool. Well, I didn't think it was for other clothing dye. I Well, it's not. But, you know, you get the big spots and splotches on it. Yeah. So it looks cooler. So that, that's why I've only – I've never used bleach for its intended purpose before. So I wouldn't even know All how. All right. I got something to do when I get home. Bleach for cleaning uh, and bleach for – How much bleach do you put in the in – the- Wash me. I don't want to put too much. I don't know. Read the box. Okay. Oh. 
You gotta read directions. Don't ask me. I just said I've never used it. I haven't re- read directions since uh, since college. I, I know. <laughs> you, you might have to uh, for now. But I I um I think we've all had you know we all have our laundry issues. We also all have something like that. You've hidden from you have the towel, which I think is hilarious. You put it in the trunk of your car. That's the hiding. So I threw those dishes out. I didn't want my wife to know I wasn't doing dishes on the reg, <laughs> and I uh, had to toss some over into uh, you know what into the dumpster. Uh, but we all have something like that. It's, oh, yeah. it's a minor thing, but it, it is something that I think we're all kind of hiding. Just uh, one item like well, that. Well, now hopefully I'll have nothing to hide after this bleach trick. Are you going to go home and try it That's right exactly, away? I'm doing that literally when I get it's the minute I get home. And then uh, your wife's going to be like, oh, well, it shouldn't even matter for you because if you're throwing all your clothes, clean clothes, just on the floor of the closet. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing all of your towels are there too, so they're not being stacked up. No, that's you're not right. counting towels in that's the right. bathroom. See, we we still we still do uh, we still do op, you know our own laundry. So and we have our own closets. So she has no idea that I have a pile of clothes on the on the. She has no idea that I'm only have one towel in my bathroom. She thinks I have two. <laughs> Wait, a separate bathroom? Yeah. Oh, living in luxury over here. Well, yeah. White towels, separate bathrooms. Separate bathroom because I get up so early. I don't want to wake her up. So I go to the bathroom across the across the apartment. <laughs> right. Let's uh, head over to line one on WBEN. What's on your mind? Laundry, man. You know, laundry, folding, it, it, it's all, it's, it's the bane of everyone's existence. But, you know, when you're in a home and you've got a bunch of people, you, you, you either do it or, and, or you accept the way the other person does it and just be glad that you're not the one that has to do it. Yeah, that's where I think I uh, the next time my wife complains about how I uh, fold a shirt, I just say, all right, you know what? Agreed. I I used to be a real big (laughs) stickler. I would be like crazy over the towels are folded wrong. And I literally would go through and refold the towels Mm. and one of them. You got to take Tom's advice. Yeah, yeah. And after about two months of that, I was like, who's the idiot here? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's done. Uh, who's that? It's done. I don't have to do it. Who cares? I uh, hey, thanks for the call. I um, my thing is I like to, except for shorts, but pants. When I fold, I roll them up. I fold them in half and I roll them up. I, I think you get less wrinkles that way. I think, and they're easier to put in a yeah. drawer. And she hates that. But that's just <laughs> the way I. You know, I think it's a little easier. I feel like you can fit more in there. You roll them up. There's less wrinkles. You don't get the big crease. I don't think it's that bad. See, you're so nice. You you fold your wife's clothes up. If I get home and my wife has something in the dryer, I will throw it in her dirty clothes bin and throw it in her closet. And, and then <laughs> Just I'll, the closet. I'll do my laundry. <laughs> in the closet. I like that. You know what I do notice when you're folding laundry is how bad my posture is. Because the only time I ever sit up straight is when I'm sitting on the ground folding laundry. Oh, okay. And, oh my goodness. I, I mean, you would think it feels like I've been at the gym for an hour. <laughs> just sitting there folding laundry. My back is just, oh my goodness. I I have to take a break and bend around or do something like that after like 30 minutes of folding. It's the only time I sit up straight. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? I'm sitting, my posture is good. And I'll get, uh, well, yeah. It's the only time your posture is good. Your back's not used to it. You got to sit on the ground more often. 
Uh, Mary is in East Aurora. You're on WBEN. What's going on, Mary? Good morning. I wanted to comment to the gentleman that called and said he has two sets of washers and dryers because they have so much laundry. Yes. I, I grew up in a house with seven people. We had one boy, four girls, and my parents. And my mom had no need to do laundry every single day. And when she did, she had a ringer washer and no dryer. I mean, we're talking way back and, you know, and, and that's okay. But, I mean, do his, does his family wear something once and have to throw it in the, the wash? Now, Mary, you bring up a very interesting point because I think there are different schools of thought on this. I'll ask you, I, okay. how often do you wear something before you consider it dirty and toss it in the dry? Because to me, different items of clothing need to be washed uh, with different frequency. Okay. Um, I will wear a pair of jeans several times because they get comfortable the longer you, you wear Mary, them. I'll stop you right there. I'll, I'll save you. You never need to wash jeans or basically any pants. I never wash them. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll wear tops, and I'll, wa- I'll wear them maybe three times before I feel that I need to put them in the wash. Um, you know, dresses, that's a different matter. A lot of things these days, you can wash your dresses. You don't have to take them to the dry cleaner. So those, you can wear them many times before you really have a need to wash them. So, and, and as far as everyday items like underwear, socks, and that, let it accumulate. So you don't have to wash those every single day. I mean, to have two machines, you have to have a ton of laundry to do every day to fill those machines for the need to even wash them. I just don't get it. Uh, hey, Mary, thanks for the call. I, I want to know your list, Joe. So for me, it's socks and underwear. You're one and done. Uh, you, you wear it, and then when you take yes. it off, it goes in the laundry. Yes. Same goes for uh, T-shirts and undershirts, especially. Yes. You, you take it off, it goes in the laundry. Pants? Depends. Uh, gym shorts, you know, that's going in the laundry. That was that got a little gross. Jeans, I, I never wash them. Most pants, never mm. wash them. Mm. Overshirts, a sweatshirt, a hoodie, you can get by. You can wear it uh, once. You can wear it again. And then we'll see. We'll judge. Yeah, a, a hoodie, it depends. If it's, as you mentioned, if it's something I'm just wearing to work, right? Because when I leave work, I put my mm-hmm. gym clothes on. Um, then obviously that can get a few more wears. But if it's if it's like you know a weekend day and I'm wearing the same thing all day, that hoodie's going in the wash. For me, it's jeans get four wears and they go in the wash, um, just because. Uh, especially in the winter, the bottom of the jeans get a little dirty, so you got to get that yeah, washed cuff off. them up. Yeah, you know, wear them like me. My, I, I'm wearing like flood pants around the area all the time. <laughs> So, but yeah, it's socks, underwear. You, you wear those once; they're in the wash. Uh, undershirts, any kind of t-shirt, but a hoodie. Yes, you can get away with a few uh, a wear a wear or two, unless you wear it after the gym. You can't really after if you put it over yourself to go home from the oh, gym. Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, jeans. Jeans are uh, three or four. Khaki pants I wash after every time I wear them. But I don't wear okay. khaki pants that often. Yeah. My so, jeans just do not. I mean, I think it's you're not supposed to wash them. That's what I hear. Yeah, I, I wash them. They, I, I, I cycle through about four pairs of jeans, and they probably, 
you know, every other week are in the wash. Yeah. Uh, someone's chiming in. I know people who don't do laundry at all. They just toss it after they wear. You know, it would be nice to live that life. I've often yeah. said if I ever win the lottery, my one thing that I'm doing New socks every single time. There's nothing like, you know, socks the first time you oh, wear it. You can never beat it. It's, it. it's irreplaceable. The quality. It always goes downhill after you wear it and then wash it. Yep. But you have to do it because they stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would buy, if I won the lottery, I'd be wearing a new fresh pair of socks every day. By the way, to, to end the show how we started the show, Baker Mayfield is now uh, tested positive for COVID. He says he feels completely normal. So Don't. Can't, who are they playing this week? They are playing the Raiders. Can't let him play. I know. He's got to be out. Case Keenum now playing, so uh, fantasy owners. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Cleveland. Guess you're not making the playoffs. <laughs> um, we'll be back tomorrow. Beamers and Beamer on WBEN. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.